Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be about weapon reissues and how many of them are happening and why people aren't happy about this. And we have a lot of questions. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, the best way to support my content is to go to saynotorage.com. That'll bring you to my YouTube channel. Or you can go to patreon.com slash SNTR Presents. Become a patron and you can submit questions. Maybe even join me as a co-host or pick topics make me do episodes about particular things so first i want to talk about what's going on because this actually happened at the beginning of season of arrivals and people were kind of confused and now iron banner has sort of made the topic resurface so i want to talk about what's going on enter iron banner and then i want to end the video by saying we need answers we don't we don't really know why this is happening i was obviously and have been for a very long time pro sunsetting but the concerns in the community i've always felt were valid you know what if they bring back stuff and they don't change it we were told that if anything was reissued it would have new perks and that is not happening right now which is a huge cause for question so first, if you weren't aware of this, at the beginning of Season of Rivals, uh, a handful of weapons were reissued and there was nothing new about them. Most notably was the Gnawing Hunger, the Lonesome, there were some others. But I think the Gnawing Hunger got a lot of attention because it's a solid weapon. A lot of people spend a bunch of time grinding for it. The grind for the Gnawing Hunger in Reckoning is terrible. The Reckoning grind in general has never been very good. And so people were angry. They said, well, wait a minute. So... I spent all this time and investment getting this gnawing hunger, the one that I want, and it's going to get sunset earlier than these reissued ones. Now, obviously, with the the focusing of the engrams, it's a little bit easier, you know, to focus after certain items. But this was exactly what everybody was concerned about. You're going to take our weapons away, you're going to reissue them, and you're not going to make any significant changes. Uh, basically all they did was give it a higher infusion. So if you get a gnawing hunger now, it's going to last longer. It has a higher infusion limit, but they did not put any new perks on it. That was kind of surprising because there are some new perks this season. I'm not sure why they wouldn't just throw those on there to dispel some of the notion and some of the things that's happening right now. You know, people are like, what on earth You know, why would you do this? This is the very thing that you said you weren't going to do. This was actually specified on a Reddit post. One of the community managers actually said, if something gets reissued, it'll have new perks or balancing. They didn't do any balancing to these weapons. That's not really a reason to reissue it. So this is causing questions. At the beginning of the season, that was one of the primary concerns. And then we had conflicting information. We had DMG saying one thing, Cosmo asking for feedback on it. I don't really know why they needed to ask for feedback on this. If they spent, you know, 60 seconds on Reddit after sunsetting was outlined, people were concerned about this in a significant way. Are you just going to bring stuff back and have it be identical to what we've already had before? So let's talk about Enter Iron Banner. I I think this is where the overwhelming number really upset a lot of people. You had the sh- the Shining Sphere, the Swarm, the Talons, the Bite of the Fox, the Orwing Maul, the Criminal's Dagger. These were all reissued, quote-unquote, you know, reissued without new perks. And so right now, if you go into the game and you play Iron Banner, you get these weapons, again, same scenario, way higher infusion level, they're going to last longer for you, but nothing new on them at all. If you were like me, I went after the Swarm, so I think Swarm of the Raven is the full name, the Swarm Grenade Launcher. 
because it was aggressive frame void and it could get spike grenades and that was back before they removed the void the the void buff debuff thing from tractor cannon so it was a very very strong weapon they've obviously made changes but it's still a great weapon well if you spent all that time and investment getting that swarm yours is not as good as the ones that are dropping now the difference between the one now and yours is literally just the infusion number this is a completely and and I think a very strong and valid criticism of sunsetting if this becomes normative, if this becomes sort of this, oh, let's just bring these weapons back. Because a concern would be, especially for things like Iron Banner, it's free. And so if it's free, I understand Bungie not wanting to put a bunch of priority on saying, well, you know, let's make sure we really reinvigorate Iron Banner weapons. I've always said that they need to focus more on the, you know, the monetized content, the the, the guns in the, in the seasonal activity or, or the raid uh, because you have to pay for that. Unfortunately, you know, Crucible is always sort of this weird scenario where they can't put a paywall in front of it because it fragments the player base. I, I happen to think something they could do with things like Trials and Iron Banner is have the the plain Jane weapons with nothing new on them. Maybe even have reissues that don't, you know, have anything new on them. But then the paid, you know, the people that are paying get access to the new stuff, the new versions, the the new perks. Now, I don't know if you want to split it up that, you know, too much. I'm not pro reissue anything if it hasn't had any changes to it. But at the very least, Bungie could start considering putting new stuff for Iron Banner, new perks, new guns behind a paywall. You could still play Iron Banner. You could still grind for the armor set you could still grind for you know the basic weapons but they could have you know weapons that are above and beyond similar to the way that they do the pass right you have the free track and the paid track they could really start considering splitting the game down the middle and that would give them credence to say hey this is paid content there's there's sections or loot in iron banner and in trials and if they ever brought factions back right there's a section of that piece of the game that's now monetized and therefore you have your justification for investing bandwidth and making the stuff better instead of just leaving it as it is. Now, they did bring back the Forward Path and the Fool's Remedy. Now, those were given random rolls and the new Iron Banner perks. And I actually think this is a good idea. The, uh, you know, sort of the the essence of game modes or destinations or activities having their own perks. So, you know, Iron Banner having Iron Banner perks. You know, they're named Iron Gaze and things like that. That, I think, is a really smart move because it gives the weapons more of an identity. You know, we were kind of debating Transmog in the Discord. And we were going back and forth about how you know guns are an immersive point of the game and your armor isn't your armor is more of an expressive part of the game guns are the immersive part so i i love the idea of guns having not just a look and a feel but even sort of a perk set that seems derived from the activity in the playlist so it is good to see they did that with two guns but you know all the guns i rattled off i think is causing you know the end of the video here we need answers We need some clarity here. Bungie doesn't seem to know what they're doing, which is odd given this is a system-wide change. And I, again, have been a big proponent of it. I've been defending Sunsetting, saying we need this. This has been a needed thing for a long time. It's been needed since Forsaken. But what we don't need is confusion, uh, bad communication, or things that invalidate sort of what the system is intended to do. So sunsetting as a concept is so that Bungie can make upper echelon gear for upper echelon activities. So, you know, 
raids, trials, Grandmaster Nightfalls, dungeons can have cooler, better stuff, and that stuff exists up where, you know, Pinnacle Gear was existing, Loaded Question, Recluse, all that. So that's what Sunsetting is for. Sunsetting is not, so you can, like, shelve some weapons, and they kind of are gone for six months, eight months, whatever, and then you bring them back. Hey, we got new weapons this next season in Iron Banner or whatever, and we're like, okay, cool, what are they? And, oh, they're Swarm of the Raven and Bite of the Fox. Oh, what's new on them? nothing like that's the that's that's antithetical that's contradictory that doesn't make any sense like the very act of reissuing something necessitates some semblance of an update you're bringing the weapons back you shelve them why to make space in the weapon pool to create a systematic idea of gear retirement that i am in support of but the, the spirit of it is to make cooler stuff, to make newer stuff, not say, well, go get another gnawing hunger and hopefully it's, it's, it, it can match the one you have now. And you're like, well, why am I doing this? What's the point? This is, this is why so many people described it as a, as a loot treadmill because there's nothing new. It's not a loot treadmill if every season, you know, every time they add new things to the game, there is something worth chasing something fresh something you haven't had before and in the spirit of the dcv right the destiny content vault the idea of like bringing back the greatest hits i'll be doing separate videos about this as well i would imagine vault of glass isn't going to be identical i would imagine the weapons and the armor isn't going to be identical like new perks new stuff new iterations or evolutions of that gear obviously inspired by where it came from but that in that same vein of the DCV bringing back the greatest hits, if you're going to bring back these weapons, they need to be updated. They need to be given more than just a fresh coat of paint on the outside. They need cool new things on the inside. Sunsetting is already a point of contention in the community. It's already a hot debate. People are already irritated at the fact that you're taking their stuff away. It adds insult to injury for those that don't like it to take it away and then bring it back with zero change. So hopefully we can get, you know, some better information from Bungie because up to now the community managers are saying things that are seemingly at odds with each other, which is concerning given this is supposed to be a pretty big turning point for the franchise. So I am not happy about this. You guys know I'm pro sunsetting, but I'm not happy about reissues being identical to what we had before. So let's hope for clarity from Bungie. We're going to go to Q&A. If you want to support and take part in Q&A, use patreon.com slash SNTR presents. Thanks for everybody jumping in and supporting and taking part in Q&A. And you can always, as the, the easiest way to support me is to like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the Q&A session that comes with my weapon reissues video. Uh, if you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, the easiest way to support this podcast is to go to patreon.com slash SNTR Presents. You can spend five bucks a month. That'll get you into my Discord, and you can submit questions there, discuss, and be involved with the community. Uh, For the time being, that's the best way to be involved with Q&A. You can even do some of the higher tiers. I've got some pretty high tiers on Patreon. If you want to make me do a video on a topic of your choosing or even join me to co-host, we're doing some of that just for fun. But obviously, the $5 a month if you want to take part in the Q&A. So, we're going to walk through these questions as we always have. And we're going to start with Techno Tyrant question number one. 
How long, in your opinion, should a weapon be sunset to get a reissue? I'm just going to take that question first because I think the idea behind sunsetting is that, you know, you have the gun for a year and then it's no longer endgame viable. So if if I get a really great hand cannon from a Nightfall, and I love it, and I use it for an entire year, and then it gets sunset, it would be weird if it came right back within a short amount of time. So for me, sunsetting doesn't really function with short windows before reissues. I'm not a fan of reissues in general. I would hope that reissues are few and far between maybe they're only really fan favorites really popular ones Uh, I was glad to see Martyr's Retribution included in the Umbral Ingrams because a lot of people missed out on that that's the wave frame grenade launcher one of the cooler weapons to come out of Season of Dawn you know one of the more unique weapons in the game and so I was glad to see it now obviously it didn't get any new perks or anything to me I was just glad to see that kind of as someone who thought man that this this year three where weapons are are in the game for three whole months and then they're gone is probably not you know the way to go and it was good to see it come back but in the in the bigger picture with sunsetting in general i think if you're going to be doing this you have to have a window of time for the gun to be missed and even replaced so it needs to be missed we need to at least go i would think half a year I would even maybe even go further than that, you know, but at the very least six months, I need to miss the thing before you bring it back uh, and, and give me an opportunity to replace it. This is one of the concerns that people have archetypal vacancies. You know, are you going to take away my, you know, void hand cannon and I'm not going to have another one. You know, if I really am, you know, liking it for certain encounters or certain activities or whatever, and then that archetypal vacancy is going to make me feel like, well, what am I going to do now? Like, I don't, I don't, I can't get this weapon back. So it needs to be missed and it needs to be potentially replaced before the reissue comes back. Uh, the second part of the question, if I save my original role on a reissued weapon, should I be allowed to bring it up to the new cap? This is another thing where, you know, Bungie has to make some clarity here. I would say that if I'm in charge of reissues, I would not do that because the reissue needs to be a new version of the gun. It needs to be different. It needs to be set apart. New perks, maybe even a slightly, you know, updated look and aesthetic. And so it's a it's a it's a completely new version of the gun. It, it's it's a more stark contrast, but think about when they would bring back guns and throw random rolls on them, right? It's a new version of the gun. It's not the one that you had prior to that, and I think that's a really important distinction. And this is where Bungie needs to make things very, very crystal clear. Number one, what is their long-term goal for reissues? Is there, you know, is their goal for reissues to fatten up the loot pool is it to ensure that free content like iron banner or the general world pool has stuff in it is this supposed to be bottom rung you know content bottom rung guns if that's the case i'm not going to die on this hill but i'm certainly going to be irritated that we were given bad information and you know i i went to bat for sunsetting and defended it and then if you kind of come behind us and betray some of those promises, I think it'll be justifiable uh, for us to criticize them and say, now this is not how you guys 
indicated this would be taking place. So they need to make that very, very clear. What's the point of a reissued weapon? What's their philosophy behind it? And how are they going to approach it? How often is it going to happen? The beginning part of this question, how long do I have to wait for something to be reissued? Uh, I think it was DMG who said on Reddit, if you're hoping every season to see this big, huge pile of reissues, that won't be the core pursuit. So to me, a weapon or two, I think that's why Iron Banner kind of blew everybody's hair back. They're like, what on earth? Like so many weapons, what is going on? And I think that was the key and, and why I wanted to make a video about this because we were... We were kind of confused about gnawing hunger, but then Bungie did it again in a, in a, in a big way with, with all the Iron Banner weapons. So, third part of the question. What needs to happen to weapon reissues to make them more than just a high-cap version? Well, I mean, this is, the, this is the, the, the central issue. The central issue is, if you're bringing something back, as I said in my video, the, the very act of reissuing something, in my mind, necessitates putting new stuff on it, putting new perks if not, what's the point in bringing it back? Listen, Bungie can create weapon models to the end of time. I mean, look, they're not doing it anymore, but look at the legendary ornaments they were selling. They they can do this to the end of time. They can make as many, you know, weapon models as they want, okay? So, you don't you don't even have to tell us it's a reissue. You I mean, I'm not saying trick us, but let's just say they threw an auto rifle in and in the iron banner pool and it was it was exactly the same as this one right here in this picture it was there was nothing different about it it was the same archetype it was the same perk pool but if you give it a different name and a different model nobody's going to be like oh this is this this is a reissue i think the problem is we get attached to our weapons people are like i spent all this time getting a you know swarm of the raven grenade launcher but if in six months there's some new grenade launcher and iron banner and it looks different it's got a different name but it's just got that generic perk pool people might put one and one together and be like now hang on a minute isn't this basically just a reissue of swarm of the raven that's legitimate, I think, to do, but it would be, I think, less bombastic and less aggravating. In my mind, anytime you're 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 updating a pool of guns, there needs to be some level of an update. Obviously, the aesthetics need they need to look cooler or different or get some sort of an update. I think that's one of the the key factors to Destiny being such a satisfying video game is because your the guns just feel so good. Um, and then, you know, where are the new perks? What's going on? Like, every season, that was the big question. Are we going to get new perks? You know, and are they worth using? And I've been a huge proponent of, you know, elemental perks, because I still think, I still think elemental perks is, like, the biggest the biggest and most untapped potential within, within you know, weapon variety and diversity. So, a reissue, by its very nature, I think, needs new stuff. Doge. Do you think the reason why Strike, Crucible, Gambit, Vendor Weapons, and Iron Banner Weapons were reissued is so that they update Vendor Loot Pool without having to spend bandwidth on creating new guns as all of the weapons in the Vendor Loot Pool were getting sunsetted by next season? I mean, this is actually a pretty decent theory. I I have been continuing, a lot of people don't agree with me on this, that we're getting a vendor update in September. You're going to see new guns, you're going to see you know, an update. We're going to see a refresh. 
And everyone's like, nah, there's no way they're doing that. You know, they're homogenizing the armor because all the armor is going to be the same. It's going to be the same geometry, but there'll be decal differences between Crucible, uh, Gambit, and uh, and Vanguard. And I'm like, but they're sunsetting so much. There's going to be so many vacancies. You almost have to do this. You almost have to, you know, update. Update the loop pool. Uh, but this is a good theory. Maybe this is their way of padding those vacancies that's concerning i mean that's concerning because i've been pro sunsetting i've been pro year four this is going to be a turning point they're really going to fill the loot pool it's going to feel like a new game it'll feel like when we played taken king and you know everything was updated everything had that new car smell if if their goal here is to say okay look we don't have the bandwidth to do this we don't we don't have the bandwidth to put new weapons in you know Crucible Vanguard or Gambit, so let's reissue them all in the summer, real like low key under the radar, so they all have longer infusion, you know, numbers, and then they're they they can just be the weapons for those you know core activities. Luke Smith indicated they want to reinvigorate core activities, so when I look at the strike playlist when i look at crucible especially those two if you don't update those vendors with any semblance of a grind or any semblance of loot or any semblance of anything then what are you actually doing with them what purpose are they serving then then you're going to get right back down the rabbit hole of year three where all that matters is sundial all that matters is the towers or the bunkers or all that matters is umbrals and contact and when you do that, I, you have this big, huge game, and we're all running in a circle in a kiddie pool. That, I, I think that's one of the main things that the Umbral Ingram farm really highlighted, especially I, if people are still doing nightmare hunts when people were AFKing forges. You have this massive game, you have all these activities, you have all these different things, all these different NPCs, and everyone's running in a circle in a kiddie pool because that's the most lucrative farm. And when you play the game in that way, all you have to do is look at year three behavior of people grabbing bounties and running to a lost sector. You're you're mistreating the game to a certain degree. So if they're wanting to reinvigorate core activities, th- there needs to be more than just oh yeah, you can also get Umbral Ingrams in the Strike playlist. No, you need Strike loot, Crucible loot. As much as I don't play Gambit, Gambit needs, I would think, an annual update of sorts. So does Trials. There are certain pieces of the game that to me, you update them annually. Okay, here's all the new stuff. You could even update them annually, but trickle it out. Here's here's two guns for each NPC. Alright, and then you do next season, you add a gun, right? And and more rank up rewards. You know, if I'm ranking up Zavala, I'm getting stuff, I'm getting ornaments, I'm getting, you know, the the, the strike playlist is more is more lucrative for me because I've invested and I've done all this and it, you know, I'm getting better drop rates, I'm getting better versions of the weapons or something. I'm getting that, you know, the extra perk incentive they've done for a while. You get that extra perk at the end. I mean if they don't do that, I don't see how you reinvigorate uh, Strikes, Crucible, and Gambit. What? What? How are they reinvigorated when they don't get anything new and that you can grind everything there? So, so the concern would be September will land and 
And this kind of happened in the Taken King. You know, Taken King lands, and all the new stuff was awesome. The Dreadnought was awesome. The new strikes were awesome. And anytime they made you go to an old area, you're like, ugh, I don't want to go here. All the new subclasses were far more popular than the old. And that was understandable, especially Hammers. Hammers were gods here when they first came out. So the concern for September would be, you're going to land on Europa and be like, this is the only place worth hanging out. Oh, these new activities, they're the main ones worth running. They're the most lucrative. They pay out the most. And Zavala, Shax, and Drifter are going to be standing there being like, well, you can come run our activities too. Why? Why would I? Oh, well, we you can also get the new stuff here. But you're not offering anything distinct to the playlist. You're not offering anything distinct to the NPC. Now, you don't need to extend this to all the planets. Like, I can understand for a while being like, yeah, I don't really go and interact with Devrim. You know, that's understandable. You know, I'm not really going to some of the other planets. That's totally understandable. But if... If you're going to be, as Luke Smith said in year four, focusing on reinvigorating core activities and not having these little tiny piecemeals that land and then that's all we run around and do and then it's gone, they got to completely rethink the, I, I believe, the main the main content hoppers of Vanguard, Crucible, and even, even Gambit. Uh, they should be sort of foundational meat and potatoes content that has purpose and then every season you're adding some new things here and there so pick your poison what are you focusing on what are you grinding what are you going for instead of what ends up happening right now this is a common problem that they've had i think from the loot cave to now is we look for the path of least resistance and we ignore everything else and bungie continues to struggle i think to incentivize natural, healthy, organic player base activities. Loot Cave, Lost Sector Bounty Farming, AFK Forges, running Nightmare Hunts for Umbral Ingrams. I mean, these are all examples of man, the new content or the standard meat and potatoes content just isn't worth doing and they've got to think about that. I I think fundamentally, fundamentally, those are pillars of the game that are so shaky and wobbly right now. I can't see shared geometry armor with decal differences and nothing else being the way forward for those NPCs. Smurf Blue. How often should we get reissued guns and how many compared to new loot? Is there a golden ratio of reissues to new? Well, I mean, the first question was like, how long should it be gone before it gets reissued? Your question's a little different, right? Well, how how often should we be getting reissues? I would imagine once the ball gets rolling, every season, there's some reissues. There's some guns in there that, hey, you know, this one's coming back. Now, obviously, as I've said in the video... And even earlier in this, the the act of reissuing necessitates an update of sorts. Something new needs to be done, or else why are you bothering to bring the weapon back? Why not just raise the infusion on the existing ones and just add them to the loot pool? That's not even a reissue at that point. That's an updated infusion, you know, cap. Now, how much compared to new loot? I mean... They don't seem to know what the heck they're talking about right now, but you know, if what if what DMG said is accurate, it should be a low ratio. There should be a small amount of reissues compared to the number of new. Like that 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 the core focus every season should not be you know 
combing over reissues that 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 seems that seems like the exact opposite of the experience that you would want to have if i'm if i'm you know looking at a let's say they put their bungee splash page up and they always have their little calendar and they have like all the new things and they have all the dope images so you can kind of see like what's coming and the last thing i want to see is any semblance of a of a dominance of reissues they should be you know sprinkled throughout i would think the general world loot pool as just a, oh man they brought this one back and oh it's it's got some new stuff on it so i don't know if there's a golden ratio but it, it should it should certainly be low it should certainly be low because this is one of the things i think that hurt year three here's the calendar here's all the guns and then poof, everything goes away and you know they've admitted that this is a bad design this doesn't it didn't work very well and it's even, I think it's even, it's it's a horse of a different color, right? Hey, new season, right? Nothing's expiring, but it's a bunch of old stuff. Well, then what, that's not exciting either. It's just, it's another form of, of, eh, just shrug at it. And I think that happened with year three. People just sort of shrugged and said, well, why would I bother chasing this stuff? You know, it's 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 going to be gone at the end of the at the end of the season. No, well, th- not only that, I think another problem with year three wasn't just the gear expiring. There wasn't enough new perks to really warrant chase. I mean, the new perks in season of dawn were cool, but they didn't seem to really get everybody excited. Okay, nobody was coming out of their skin. Now, I was obviously defending season of dawn, probably one of the stronger seasons of year three. Uh, certainly stronger uh, than uh, season of the war mind or whatever the frick it was called. The, you know, the one with the t- Seraph Tower. Of, it, it, Seraph Towers. Um, I, I think season of dawn was good, but anytime you're going to ask people to chase new loot, and this touches on sunsetting, there's got to be a motive, and it can't what the problem that we've been in the last couple of years is here's a new gun what's new on it well not really a whole lot oh it's got some new perks but by and large you're going to chase these ones here so year three faced the problem of here's new it's not that new oh and it's expiring the concern for year four would be here's new there's not a lot that's new and there's a lot of reissues and then people would sort of throw their hands up and be like well what am i honestly paying for here you're bringing back guns i already had there's nothing new on them and i'm you know i'm i'm chasing stuff i already owned what where's the new why does this not feel new i think some people are concerned the game's going to start to feel almost like a mobile game. Like, you buy the season pass. Like, that's mainly what you're buying. The the, fort, the Fortniteification of video games, right? You're clocking in time every day. You know, you, you, could chase, you, could, you could actually probably track this all the way back to Candy Crush, right? I mean, Candy Crush has influenced games. You might not think it, but it has. The way they get repeat and returning users... And then you look at how Fortnite does it. You know, daily challenges, you're moving along the season pass. Uh, the season pass in Destiny is not a hop, skip, and a jump away from that. And I think people are concerned. They're like, man, are you going to keep diluting the game to where that's the primary money driver? I'm hopeful that that's not the case. That they are, their main the main value offer would be something to do, a really fun content loop, something to chase, stuff to drop, guns to get, and there's a sense of new 
to them and reissues are a potential threat to that feeling and that sense of value transmission to the consumer if there's too many of them and if there's nothing new on them king keys should they put the reissued guns at the vendor and put the new guns in the modes that pertain to them i touched on this in the video kind of but in a different way when i said you know, they always face this problem with Iron Banner because Iron Banner is free and you don't want them putting a bunch of, you know, a bunch of eggs in this basket. Here's a bunch of new awesome guns and you throw it in Iron Banner. And I'm like, hey, I I, I paid for the DLC. Where's all my new stuff, right? You, know, you never want the free to seem better than the paid. And I actually feel like they have struggled severely with the marketing and the value transmission in year three. You go to the website and you, you, you count up all the bullets that are free and all the bullets that are paid. And there's not a lot of difference between them. And I feel like they need to work on that. That, that doesn't trend that does not communicate a good value transmission to the consumer. And this would be a good way to as i said in my video you could have reissued or plain you know kind of plain jane guns at the vendors or free you know hey if you're if you're a non-paying you know player this stuff's there it's it's bottom of the barrel right you could potentially even take blues out of the game and have just a lot of basic purples basic legendaries it's like (laughs) not exactly in line with the term legendary but you have them at the vendors and then if you're paying and you're going into new modes or you're engaging with the new thing Zavala has more stuff for you there's more weapons there's more perks there's more motivation that I, I'd be okay with that you go to the season pass you got the, the free track and the paid track the game could continually take on that form of you go up to Zavala you look at him and you're like okay cool I can do this and he's got all this grayed out stuff that looks dope that I don't have access to because I'm not paying I think that'd be a great way number one to communicate to folks look how much you get when you pay number two look how much you're missing out on if you're not paying and then then if people are going to get all upset about a reissue it'd be like well it's free you know i had just thrown these back into the loot pool and you know these are basic guns if sunsetting works and you grinded for a really really great gnawing hunger the hope would be there's new stuff that's better so if you see a gun get reissued and you're like why'd they do that you'd be like oh well that's not the new hotness that doesn't have all the new this or that i'm i was i'm still holding out hope for a significant weapons update in in year four we're hoping for that obviously um so this would be another I think iteration on the idea and a good suggestion to say if you're going to re- do reissues just throw them throw them in the vendors make them free make them basic I still though am principally opposed to the idea of reissuing a weapon and having nothing be different about it I think that is fundamentally I mean, it's just stupid why bother it, it should at least come back with something new obviously it's not as upsetting or you know it's not as insulting if you uh if you put it in a vendor and it's free it's not part of the paid content but it just depends on the weapon and it depends on you know what the potential roles were that people went for i think that's why gnawing hunger got a lot of attention shavel an off-topic question but recently advertisements for destiny 2 have had the xbox logo before the ad what are your thoughts on this 
Well, oh man, obviously, if you know me, you got you, you guys know what I say. I always say, you know, something's going on where there's smoke, there's fire. There's a Microsoft Bungie relationship brewing in the background here, and this could be the beginnings of that uh, that being seen publicly. It could also be very simply that they no longer have platform exclusivity so they are going to have a variety of commercials and advertisements that get front loaded and back loaded with PlayStation or Xbox little intros um you got you all know I love to read into this stuff I do I I we got the Phil Spencer quote you know about what he said and what we think that means and uh the this would be, I think, in line with that theory, but I'm not going to go further than that, just because at this point in time, we're waiting. Um, I would think we'll know a whole lot more in a couple of months once September hits. Bailey Doodle. What about the weapon skins for Sunset Weapons we purchased from Eververse? This is bad business practice, as I once... Uh, to be purchasing weapon skins for Eververse anymore since they'll be irrelevant to the weapon. Well, for for starters, anybody who purchased a weapon skin for a legendary weapon, I just think they should get silver uh, deposited in their Postmaster. That was something that you were buying that skin and that ornament at a time where you were never you never considered weapon retirement. You may have heard Lono arguing for it in a YouTube video and been like, that guy sounds stupid, but there was zero, zero impression that that was a possibility, that you're spending money on something. Because, listen, the big, big thing that I defend them for with respect to the Eververse is they are cosmetic items that have enduring value. That's why they, when they went to the ornamental system for the, for the armor... So when you buy an Eververse armor set, it's, you can always use it, right? The minute that principle cannot be applied to something you purchased from the Eververse, you need to be refunded to some degree. Uh, so anybody who bought an ornament for the Dustrock Blues, or you know, there's a variety of others that were pretty hot for legendary weapons, I believe Bungie should try to do a sweep. Anybody who did that should get their silver back because they would say, listen... You bought this at a time where you thought, this is my favorite weapon, I can use this for forever, and now you can't. Uh, I'm not going to die on that hill, but I think, man oh man, at a time when you're trying to win back a lot of goodwill for folks and turn some good corners and really make the game seem worth playing, uh, I, (laughs) I think that that would be a really good step to say, listen, we're no longer selling these, and we're going to give silver back to the folks that bought them. Doc 6. With the DCV, everything in D1 seems like it can come back, including legendary weapons, particularly the Vogue loot. Exotic weapons that have been reprised seem to not be identical to their D1 versions. How faithful to the original should Bungie be when reissuing, reprising these legendary D1 weapons into D2? Well, they have to do this in steps, right? They can't just say, yep, here you go, Fatebringer. Uh, they had to do this with the Trials weapons, obviously. So the Trials weapons were, quote-unquote, reissues from D1. Well, they can't just copy pasta. They also have to get them to work within everything that's different now. The, the way that the weapon stats are displayed, the way that the archetypes have changed over time, you know, the way that weapons have been buffed and nerfed, and, you know... Is it is it going to be an elemental primary? Is it going to be a kinetic primary? 
you know, where's it going to land? Like, what are they going to do with Fatebringer? Are they going to throw Fatebringer in the in the secondary, the, the energy slot, so it can have Arc on it? Um, it'd be a whole lot simpler if just all primaries had elements and we got rid of this difference between kinetic and elementals. But because um, I've been advocating for that for a while, so sure you could you could say, hey, uh, these. So that's the first stage, right? We have to. They have to. You know, adapt the weapons and bring them over. The second thing they have to do is they have to say, are we going to have this be an inspiration or are we going to be as true to the form and the function of the original as possible? I would would be in the corner of saying, let's just take the inspiration because I would love to have a fate bringer that I know is a fate bringer, but it's different. It's not really the exact same weapon. It's got some new digs on it. And here's one of the reasons why I would be asking for that. Fate bringer one to one from D1 to now, that's not aspirational loot. It's an arc weapon with what? Firefly? Or what did it even? It had arc, right? Yeah, it had arc. Um, so. It, you, that's not an aspirational weapon right now. That's just another hand cannon. The goal of sunsetting, the reason I've been defending sunsetting, is that when I go into a raid, when I go run the DCV Vog, Vaults of Glass, I go run it, okay, I, they're, the, the weapons need to be better. They can't be like they were in D1. The, a vision of confluence coming over one-to-one, a, a, a good rock solid solar scout rifle that's not going to feel like aspirational loot that's going to feel like the one of the primary problems with raid loot in destiny 2 has been it it's there's nothing stand out about it it is basically just another weapon it's just another pulse rifle or hand cannon garden of salvation people are like oh this one's slightly better than the blast furnace because it can get rapid hit. Well, they've already they, they've changed rapid hit. It's not what it used to be, right? So you rested the entire gun's value on one potential perk in the pool, and then that you know that perk's not all that it's cracked up to be anymore. So if I would say inspirations that go above and beyond. Now somebody might say, well, but the the you know vault of glass weapons had oracle disruptor. Okay, that's not good enough though. Like aspirational loot needs to stand out I am totally in favor of saying oh here, here's a raid contextual power, contextual perks, make it awesome make it, you know, make it worth using everywhere, and then it's slightly better in the raid, I'm, I'm 100% in favor of that so, if, if I'm if I'm writing up my my, my campaign speech for, for Vault of Glass weapon reissues or Vault of Glass weapons, I would say they better be inspired by and surpass the originals because we're supposed to be going into an era of Destiny where top tier content delivers top tier loot. So, Mwavi uh, Monk with how the community has reacted to sunsetting and the current reissues made, uh, how should Bungie pivot their sandbox plan to address these concerns? Well, the first thing they need to do is talk to us about what in the heck's going on. So a blog to say, you know, we've heard a lot of concerns about reissue weapons. We've heard a lot of concerns about sunsetting. You know, here's our commitment. Here's our philosophy on reissues. Here's our here's our commitment to what will happen 
You know, how often are these guns showing back up? How many of them are showing up every season? And what will they be updated? Like, what in the world happened in the summer of 2020 where there was all these weapons reissued and nothing new on them on the heels of a community manager saying weapon reissues will have new perks or balancing? It's like, okay, that didn't happen. So you told the community something and it didn't ring true. Now, if you want to get technical, okay, they weren't reissued after being sunset. So they're 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 kind of in a weird reissue but not a full reissue whatever. If you want to get technical fine, but first things first, talk to us. Give us clarity. What on earth's going on, right? Now, as far as, you know, what what should they do in the sandbox to, to address these concerns? I mean, obviously, the sandbox isn't necessarily related to this because the sandbox, they make changes all the time. They change damage perks. They change an archetype. Um, I, I think some of the guns, they could they could get rid of, uh, you know, 140 hand cannons, absorb those into 150. So you got 110, 150, 180. 180s and 110s need completely overhauled, right? That has nothing to do with reissues. Those are kind of disconnected because they're they're separate the sandbox teams making changes according to trends and either broken perks too strong perks too weak perks too strong archetypes too weak archetypes like they're making all those decisions separate from reissues now i know you know dmg said oh well it'll come back with either a new you know new perk or balancing okay that's not a good enough reason to reissue something. Hey guys, it's been six months and we brought back the spare rations and it's been balanced. Okay, what else did you do to it? Well, uh, nothing. Okay, what the actual, huh? Like, that's not a good enough reason to bring something back. Well, we wanted to bring it back and do a balancing pass. Okay, that's the most ridiculous reason to bring a weapon back. If you're going to bring it back, that means people are going to pursue it. And the question is, why would they be pursuing it? And the answer should be, it's got some new stuff. It's 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 different. Not, it's been balanced. Those are those that those that does not seem to be a good enough reason. When I read his statement, I read it as they're coming. Those things are coming together. Um, so, lightly. In your estimation, are we getting a glimpse of the future weapon grind with a substantial amount of weapons being reissued before their sunset date? Or is this just a glitch in the system created by Bungie wanting us to have a usable loot pool for the start of into year four? I'm going to take your theory here at the end, and I'm going to combine it with a theory from a little bit ago from Doge, who said maybe they're just trying to bulk up those loot pools. You know, it's possible. I, listen. I know people give Bungie a hard time, you know, I obviously like giving them a hard time about stuff, but in this case, I think they had to know, going into September, here's the number of endgame viable weapons, and someone said, whoa, that's a small list, we're gonna wanna juice that up a bit, how are you gonna do that? Well, these weapons are already ready to go. They're already in here. Let's add them to some pools. Let's let people chase them, and let's update their infusion totals. And then they're then then they're 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 given like a stay of execution, right? And so now your your vacancies and the holes in your loot pool aren't quite so stark. Um, so I'm gonna take your theory. I'm gonna take you know Doge's theory and kind of mash it together. Uh, that seems to be a plausible reason as to what's going on here. So, if 
I don't think it's a glitch in the system. I don't think this is an accident. I don't think anybody was like, oops, did we mean to do that? I think they intended to do this. I There's always that part of me that thinks Bungie knows September's going to be a banger, so they're just like, let's just ride this out. People are going to get ticked, they're going to get mad, and then September's going to land. They're going to start marketing September. They're going to start doing trailers and streams, and people are going to be like, holy moly, wow. Like, I'm, I'm good. I don't care about all that gnawing hunger nonsense that happened in the summer. I'm over that. I want all of the new stuff. Like, I think maybe they're hoping the the shining light of the twinkling new paint will blind us enough to make us forget, like, men in black. Like, bing! Like, I forget everything in the summer. You know, it's possible that's what they're doing. And in the, as, as well as trying to bridge the gap of the established player base in summer gearing up and getting ready for September. Mwavi uh, Monk. How should Bungie address the community perceived misstep when sunsetting weapons was initially announced? Should Bungie provide the option to infuse your favorite role into the newer power-capped version? I mean, I th- I've, I've said for a while, I think one of the easiest solutions here is to literally just say, if you got a gnawing hunger right now, it has the same infusion limitation that it has the same infusion limitation that this other person the, 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 the new ones have that way everyone can just kind of like be like oh cool no problem you just extended the life of my uh, of my gun you just ex- you just let it go further you just allowed me to you respected the fact that I spent all this time on this gnawing hunger and I get to take it with me you know longer that's like the easiest solution I'm kind of surprised they didn't do that I feel like that's a hot fix back end database update like go in and say gnawing hunger infusion cap should be blink like <laughs> it it's the same gun in the database if you go to the collections it's not different it's not like listed twice so at least I don't think it is I would say if if their goal here is to get people to understand the big picture on sunsetting they've given us the 30,000 feet reason okay let's zoom out here too too bloated can't make this can't blah 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 you know they've given us the 30,000 feet zoom out all right now you got to zoom in a little bit and get practical about okay listen this is what's going on. This is why this had to happen. We're, we're going to obviously try to rectify this. But sometimes Bungie swings a wrecking ball and it's just kind of like, oops, and then we all kind of move on. Like when they got everybody to donate Fractaline and into the millions, and then they zeroed everybody's freaking tracking out. Like sometimes they're just like, oops, and then they're like, huh, and then they come back and try and fix it. They did try to fix some of the tracking. I mean, credit where credit's due. They did try to do that, but it's possible this is just another wrecking ball where they're like man we got to swing it boom and they're like yeah we're not we don't have any plan to fix it i as i've said to a couple other people in today's q a i just think that that there needs to be a twab about sunsetting a a frequently asked questions about sunsetting and reissues that seems to be you know that should be on the docket somewhere maybe luke smith does another director's cut you know i don't know lightly do you think just a couple of different perks would be enough to void criticism of this system i see this is i think one of the other things i wasn't strong enough on in my video and i should have been i don't think one or two new perks is good enough 
unless those perks are mind-blowing which would be kind of weird because if you're reissuing weapons way i understand it reissues will be happening in like the umbral ingram the world loop pool that's where they're going to be showing up you're like yeah here's a spare rations you're like sweet oh man i'm gonna try and get a better one what's the new perks they're like what's got two are they are they really great are they amazing well no and you're like well what I like my old one. Can I can I raise the light the power level? Can I infuse my old one? Well, no, that's old. This is the new one. This has been reissued. So like obviously if it's just one or two perks, those perks better be crazy good and then you've created another problem. Okay, you made them crazy good. Well, why in the heck do you got an amazing weapon with amazing perks in the general loot pool? Are you invalidating end game grind? Are you disrupting loot hierarchy? These weapons are supposed to be basic. So, they're in a bit of a quandary here your bottom rung entry level you know loot pool this world loot pool this this area where reissues will be showing up you can't start slapping amazing perks on those guns that would be kind of weird it would say you would be in a situation kind of like we were when the hung jury was being sold at dead orbit oh man let's go run king's fall raid yo these guns are kind of basic and I can go buy a better primary weapon in the tower and you would do the same thing here oh man these new raid guns are dope but man they reissued the spare rations and it's got this crazy new two perks and if you get them together holy moly like there's they're stuck to a certain degree if you reissue weapons and you throw them into this loot pool they almost of necessity need to be kind of kept in check and they need to stay in their lane which will make people say well what was the point of this my old one is better how are they going to slightly edge those goalposts so a reissued spare rations in the middle of 2021 doesn't feel like this isn't any better than the one I had before. This is very basic. If they go too far, you're going to overstep and make world loot drops better than endgame drops. Like it's it's a they're walking on a tightrope here with reissues and I don't know which way they're going to lean. I don't know if they're going to get across this tightrope. There there there's risk on either side. There's the risk of making them too basic and then people are like, "Well, I would much rather infuse and raise the power level of my old spare rations cuz your reissued one ain't that hot and ain't it's it's arguably not as good as the one I already have." Or they go in the other direction and they make it too good and now you're like, "Well, I'm going to run in this kiddie pool for this amazing spare rations that's better than hand cannons." And other locations this is why end game loot just needs to be absolutely out of the out of the park you got to create think of it this way you have to create a bigger gap so if you make you know raid gear dungeon gear trials gear just woo like way up here okay so then you reissue that spare rations it can actually get a bit of a kick in the pants and you're not closing the gap between really good roll god roll legendary world loot and endgame loot. Endgame loot should be stand apart. They're going to have to swing for the fences on the endgame loot or they're going to run into trouble with reissues specifically. JD. Hey Lono, with damage perks and reload perks not being shown together on both weapons, should we see the old masterwork system where you could have both damage and reload perks together, but you would need to use the weapon to unlock them? I'm hoping in general they overhaul 
guns and perks and gun investment. I don't want to go back to the days where you got to invest in the weapon to unlock perks. That's just, I think that's a terrible idea. I think it's a terrible suggestion. I think that that's, that was satisfying in D1 because as I said in a previous Q&A and a previous rant, um, that, that wasn't, there was no content in D1, right? So since there was no content in D1, that's that was your content, was picking up Relic Iron on Mars because you literally needed to, okay? And people think back on that fondly, but what they don't realize is if I asked you to do that now in the daily, weekly ritual of of the of the this destiny, you know, destiny in 2020, it doesn't square with that. Hey, you got a new gun. Sweet. Check out the new perks. I can't. I got to go run around Europa and pick up icicles. Like that's not <laughs> That is that's number 1 that's not content. Number 2, that isn't I don't think the right way to promote this idea of weapon investment and weapon excitement weapon investment could come in other forms i've talked about how perks improving with use and having tiers i think you could do something like that and then you know your masterwork system you know where you have both damage and reload perks together i want to move away from damage and reload perks like my answer to your question is this is the wrong question the question is how can we make guns more interesting and more futuristic everybody breaks the gun down to how fast can i reload it and how how much punch does it have i think in general this is what bungie should do okay it's just off the cuff off the top of my head homogenize the weapons to a ridiculous degree so the difference between a 150 hand cannon over here and a 150 hand cannon over there it on paper, they're basically the same. Everything goes up on top, okay? Think of it like when you go get Froyo, okay? <laughs> this is stupid, but it's a food analogy. You go get Froyo, right? And you pick your Froyo, and your Froyo and my Froyo is basically the same. It's like your marginal base flavor differences, but it's the toppings. You go for gummy bears, I go for peanuts and frosted flakes okay and so that's where the differences come in so that's what guns and destiny should be like the archetypes should be like damage and reload should just sort of be almost like a set static thing and then everything else comes on top and that's why i've always been a huge proponent of them leaning into more elemental perks make the guns feel more futuristic have them do specific things if they're used in a specific way you know rapid kills does this and does that and adds this effect or that effect you know i know that at a base level your primary concern in combat is how much damage you can do and how quickly you can do it that's what dps is damage per second and damage and reload play a huge factor but if damage was more standard and it was the effect and the things after then I think it would be more exciting to get a certain gun in a certain role. And just like the example with Froyo, you like a hand cannon with chain lightning. I don't. I actually like a hand cannon with, you know, you know, solar fissure and the ground opens up if I get enough rapid kills. You know, because how that grenade launcher right now puts like the, you know, the, the darkness on the ground. Like, they're the same gun. They're doing the same thing. You're killing ads as fast as I'm killing ads, but you prefer chain lightning and I prefer, you know, lava fissure. And then 
similar to the Froyo example, my taste and my preference dictates what I chase and the role that I think is the God role. Then God role is more of a debated topic. It is more of a, ah, you know, it depends. You go in here, they're not really close together. Chain lightning's not as strong. You're going to want to go with blinding suppression, where if you get enough kills, you get a blinding suppression clip. And then you start, you know, laying into majors. This is an area where the ads are more spread out, but there's majors. And blinding suppression, if used properly, is massively helpful when, you know, managing the majors. You see, now you're creating pain points in the game that I'm meeting with perks instead of does it have Rampage Outlaw? So I want to move away from damage reload in general because it's not as interesting. You get in the upper echelons of games like Diablo, you're you're looking at all of the flavor text. You want to see what's this thing going to do? And uh, you do similar things in other games. I think Borderlands was that way too. What's the flavor text? What's the special? What's it do? What's, you know... I th- and I think that's where we need to head with Destiny. Uh, Swarly. Will 110 RPM hand cannons ever return as a usable option in PvP? <sighs> yeah, I mean, you got this and scouts kind of fighting for the long range here. If you're not careful, 110s would edge out scouts completely. Um, I know Randy's is pretty good and, and on the right maps and in the right hands, but 110s, you make them viable as a hand cannon... The only way you're going to do it is it's got to be to 150 at long range. You do that, have you just edged out pulses and scouts by mistake? This is a tough one. This is a tough one. I think 140s should get absorbed into 150s. All 140s should just become 150s. 180s should be like significantly better sidearms at range, right? Sidearms great for, you know, busting you in your gut. You know, a gut buster, you know, I'll come around the corner, bam, 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 bam. And if you're a little bit farther away, my 180 is going to win against your sidearm. Get a little bit further, your 150 is going to win against my 180, okay? And then you get a little bit further, my 110 is going to win against all of them. Um, the biggest problem with the 110 is if you miss one shot, <laughs> you lose because it's just they're slow. Um, and in general with aim assist and the way this game works and the way lanes work and the way time to kill presently is in the game if you're using a 110 and you miss a shot that's basically it um so you'd have to do some kind of a combination of really really good range less damage drop off really good head damage and body damage ratios so you know i can I can body body head maybe I don't know because it's so slow you need to be a little bit more forgiving I am literally throwing out ideas off the top of my head I am not the weapon balancing guru but I know the basics of what needs to typically be done to keep weapons kind of reined in and I think 110s are unfortunately in a weird spot because they, they would stand to potentially edge out scouts and pulses now pulses i don't think so because pulses can shoot really really fast mainly they would edge out scouts so i'm gonna walk that back a little bit 110s aren't really a threat to pulses um so i would say that i would start there make it beat 150s at range and some of this might not even have to do with 110s but 150s maybe rain 150s range in and people are probably cringing here and they're like no leave my 150s alone um 
you're going to run into a lot of problems because so many maps aren't going to be friendly to long range. You know, so many maps you can really push the issue and get close, and then 150s will reign supreme. They're just in a happy, real, real happy spot. I remember seeing a big crucible, you know, streamer and YouTuber say that they felt like, um, you know, 150s or not 150s, but hand cannons are like the you know Destiny's battle rifle. You know, if you played Halo, and I I think to a certain degree, if you're playing Crucible, especially that is like the the go to experience and feeling is a hand cannon. It just feels right. It just feels like Destiny. Um, and I think that 110s unfortunately are just too slow. There's a fine line. You make them so lethal, you know then everybody would be using those and sitting back and it'd be pretty boring to play. It'd be passive, you know? Mwave Monk. I believe I am capped on my questions. <laughs> However, in an expansion of Techno Tyrant's question, with legendary ornaments that were purchased for legendary weapons, should Bungie turn them into universal weapon ornaments? Well, this is a great, I think, pairing with my answer because I said those people should probably get refunds and then you would do this. You would say, let's just make them universal. Um, so, you you know, you can use them on anything if you want to keep that look. Now, this is touching on something that I'm not a fan of. I am not a fan of, and I am not in support of the idea of transmog for weapons, and we had a little debate in the Discord about this, and this is kind of how I categorized it. Weapons are the main point of immersion in Destiny. So weapons are immersive, and I believe armor is expressive. So when you think of it in those terms, it's okay for you know having armor ornamentation, because everyone's like, Lono, you were always so anti-transmog, why are you okay with it on armor? Well, the more I've fleshed out my thoughts on this, I was mainly recoiling at the idea of transmog for weapons. I wasn't a huge fan of it for armor, but the way that they do it with ornamentation, I'm okay because I can see the name of the armor, I know where you got it, and I can clearly see you have ornamented it. So I'm not like, wow, that's weird. How'd that guy do that? His armor looks like raid armor, but it says, you know, Tangled Shore. Well, that's totally fine because... You know, it shows me that it's ornamented. But when I think in those categories, guns are immersive. It's an extension of me. I feel like I'm shooting the gun. That's why Destiny is such a popular game. That's why Destiny is so playable because you feel like you are literally the one shooting the gun. They're they're the they're the immersive, you know, secret sauce. Your armor's expressive. I can kind of see my armor a little bit. And obviously, anytime I pull up my menu, I can see my guardian. Guardian's looking dope. Love my armor. But because it's more expressive than immersive, I'm okay with there being an element of transmog on armor. Transmog on weapons is just odd to me. Taking a hand cannon from, you know, the world loot pool and being like, all right, I'm going to make this look like the raid hand cannon by way of ornamentation or transmog there is something about that that doesn't feel right and so that could just be my bias that could just be my opinion there could be a pretty strong argument made against it I feel like my categories of immersive and expressive are a good place to start Uh, the gun should look and feel like where it came from I loved the way that the King's Fall weapons look even though the King's Fall weapons weren't that great I mean you had the Yasmin and then the machine gun but you know, by and large, those weapons weren't that good, but you knew where they came from. They looked like they were made from, like, the parts of a dinosaur. And I think that is a part of what makes Destiny great. 
is that where the weapon comes from the reload animation the feel the the way the, you know just the recoil all of it plays a part into why you like or don't like a weapon and i think it gets a little odd if you're able to just universally ornament weapons i would say weapon ornamentation is a better lane to take down to take a different route i would want to take weapon ornamentation in a completely different way and i'll give you one example all the raid weapons should have ornaments that you unlock on subsequent runs of the raid you could do this through an npc that you level up or just do it on the weapon in general so when my raid weapon looks different than yours it's got glowing parts and some smoke coming out of the side you know that i earned that i ran the raid a bunch and your version is nice because you got on lfg and you kind of got drugged through and you're not you know you're just happy to have it you're not really a raider i think that's a good distinguishing mark you could do the same thing with trials right well why am i going to keep running trials get those ornaments unlocked man make your weapons look dope especially if you really like using them especially if bungie makes good on their promise and end game content has end game viable good gear i think when that happens then you're going to have people that grow attached to the weapons because we did that with Fatebringer. We did it with Vision of Confluence. It would have been pretty dope to have a Fatebringer that looked better than yours because I ran Vogue more than you. I think that's... I, I want to take weapon ornamentation that way. I think what's being suggested here is obviously a nice suggestion with respect to a particular situation, but it would lead to a way that I don't want to go. I don't want to go down that road of saying, oh, universal ornaments for weapons. You can make a weapon look however you want. I'm actually not in favor of that. Surge 606. Let me go back. <laughs> we had a previous q and I do think some weapon customization is appropriate, mainly the sights. Nothing really else. Minor things, maybe sights or decorative decal things you could change and turn off and on and maybe put your clan emblem on there or something. You decorate your clan flag and you can like put that as a decal on a weapon. But sometimes you get a weapon and you're like, I hate this sight, but I love the weapon. I would be okay with some customization there. I'm not talking about crafting. There is a difference between weapon crafting and cosmetic customization so the weapon doesn't feel like junk. As long as when you change the sights, it's not like breaking the stats or something. It's just a a cosmetic change. I'd be okay with some of that as well. But again, that's customization, not crafting. Surge 606. It is just expected uh, for players to enjoy grinding god rolls that we already have. How would you reissue old weapons? I would do it in small numbers I would treat it as I said like they're doing with the DC feed the greatest hits right you're bringing back Vogue they're not just gonna bring back some random you know patrol area like hey you guys wanna run around this section of Venus no they're bringing back a greatest hit if you're gonna bring back a weapon it should be a greatest hit it should be one that people went after Bungie knows what these weapons are so let's use the one that I've already used spare rations If you're going to bring back the spare rations, number one, wait a while, as I've already said, I need to miss it, and I I need to potentially have replaced it. Those are the two markers that I use. I need to miss it, I need to have potentially replaced it. Second, if you're going to bring it back, man oh man, it better be pretty far removed from what I had before. But as I said a couple questions ago, 
they're kind of stuck. If they go too far, it's going to be too close to end game aspirational. It'll be, it'll be too good. If they undershoot, you'll be like, well, my old one's better. This is why the true endgame aspirational loot needs to be stellar. It gives them more room on these reissues. So I'd limit it, I'd spread it out, and I'd really make sure the weapon is significantly different so no one can question, why on earth did you bring this back? This is where there could even be room here. Remember when they went away from static rolls? They went to random rolls. If Bungie updates the weapon system significantly in year four, when the spare rations does come back, if it does, let's just say it comes back in 2021, it would automatically be better and cooler because it would have the new hotness. Armor 2.0 did this, right? You just got rid of all your armor. Why? Armor 2.0. It's better. There's more I can do with it. Look at all this customization. If weapons go through a similar evolution, then you wouldn't hesitate to be like, dude, I'm going to get that new spare rations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Couple of new perks. It's better. It's stronger. And it, you can do all the new stuff to it that we couldn't do back then. That that would be another layer of a value increase to make people you know okay with a reissue major wp do you think the combination of a sudden sunset alongside destiny not going into another sequel and instead continuing the expansion of d2 does that show that we might be getting forsaken size loot pools with beyond light uh of course you're not bungie so you don't know just looking for your thoughts well forsaken you know, loot was was good, but I don't even think did we get vendor updates? I think we did. Here's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for what was meant to be Destiny 3. That's what I want to see. I want to see that much loot in the game. I want to see and uh there's a no question we got a bunch who cares about the old. That's what I want to see. It needs to be so stout and so stellar that no one second guesses, oh wow, we're on a better path. If it's if it's meager or it's thin, it's like you're saying, right? You're sunsetting so much, you're not doing a sequel, you're expanding D2, you have to win more than just good engagement for a couple of months. You have to win our confidence in the future this is bigger like beyond light and and beyond it's kind of weird to say it that way but beyond this september we need to have confidence that yes okay they are they are taking us down a road i want to keep walking down i have continued to say that i trust luke smith with the franchise i feel he knows what needs to be done i feel like he can take the game where it needs to go and will definitely We'll know whether or not Lona was right about a month in. October? I'm either going to be sitting here going, what the heck? We've not really gotten anywhere. Or I'm going to be like going, I told you guys. I told you we, we you know, things were going to turn out okay. Now, I, you know, I got, I get a bad reputation for being like, I predicted this or, you know, I was right or this or that or blah, blah, blah. I've tried to be better about that. I've tried to dial some of that back, but, you know, I've made a lot of predictions and in this is another one that I've been making and you guys know even in the video about reissues I'm basically saying that I'm unhappy about this and this needs to change and holding them to what they promised us because ultimately 
my defense of sunsetting was derived from my understanding of what reissues were supposed to look like. So, on the same token, if we get in October and I'm like, you guys did not deliver. There's not enough loot. There's huge vacancies in the loot pool. You barely did anything to the weapons. There's not a lot of new perks. The end game content, the, the loot's not good enough. I will obviously not hold back. I didn't hold back. I did not hold back in you know season of the war mind where the towers and the weapons and and the grind and the and the season just kind of sucked. I didn't hold back. I I went all critical almost that whole season. So, I'll be in a similar state. I don't think I'm going to be. I think a lot of folks are going to see uh, you're going to get a glimpse of what I feel like I can see where they're going and I feel like that'll be more realized for people once we get about a month into, you know, uh, the September DLC. Do you feel from Marshmallow here? Do you feel like the way Bungie is reissuing weapons right now is an accurate representation of how they'll be doing it going forward? It feels like they're actually respecting our time this season and just slightly miss the mark by not bringing our existing pool up as well. Well, this is why I said that's the easiest solution. That's like the easiest thing. All they gotta do, all they gotta do is update the infusion cap on all those weapons and the conversation's over if they don't do that then they got a lot of questions they got to answer um so this i don't think this is the way they're going to be doing reissues going forward and this is where i got a little confused you know cosmo's going on reddit or wherever he was like asking for feedback and i'm like what why are you asking for feedback on this? You know what people think about sunsetting. Are you guys not reading Reddit? Like, what's going on? So that one kind of threw me for a loop. I'm like, I, you have an, an encyclopedia of irritation on Reddit about sunsetting, okay? Uh, <laughs> so reissues is in there. You know, respecting player time is in there. Um there being a different meta in power-enabled and non-power-enabled crucible. Like, that's in there. These are all things they should be aware of. And if this is how they're going to do reissues, then I'm going to join team this is stupid. Like, I'm going to join their team and be like, listen, man, I defended sunsetting, but y'all are messing this up. This is not the way to do this. Like I said in my video, okay? The very act of reissuing a weapon necessitates an update. If not, it's a it's a convoluted and contradictory action. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, Astrover, Bungie may address the reissue problem with a fix, but does it demonstrate an out of touch mindset between devs and players, or should we have expect expected teething problems? I expected the teething problems, you know, or the growing pains to be. We get into September and there's a couple of vacancies. You know, I didn't expect them to not know what in the heck they're doing. You got DMG saying one thing and Cosmo saying another. And it's like, wait a minute. You guys don't have these ducks in a row yet? Like, I don't understand. Now, some of this could be, some of this could be because of COVID and you got people working from home and it's possible that there are, you know, cracks in the vision transfer, right? So you know, Luke Smith casts this vision, all these teams are doing all these things, and the community managers aren't getting, you know, all of the information, or one's getting information and the other hasn't gotten it yet. I don't know. It, it could be because of that. You know, they're not able to, like, walk from one cubicle to another and be like, hey, 
what's going on with this thing here like, what are we doing with reissues um, this is why I think a blog would be helpful curate it all gather all your info and get everything lined up so we know exactly what to expect and make it in line with criticisms listen I said this a while ago like get a bunch of people to sign NDAs and run stuff like this by them well in advance run the trials of Osiris you know the the passages and the coins and all of that the bounties and all of that how that was going to work if they'd have run that by people four months earlier everyone would have been like you're gonna people are just gonna low card farm right now people are like well they brought out you know streamers to talk about you know trials we don't know what they saw we don't know what feedback they provided i think community feedback on sunsetting and reissues is proving Bungie needs a task force of community members to provide that feedback simple as that and then they can get in front of this kind of stuff like it feels weird to say this but them being like oh reissuing weapons with the exact same perks they're not they don't like that I don't feel like you should need to be told that, but maybe you do need to be told that. Maybe a handful of people on this NDA signed task force can be like, no, nobody's going to want to do that. Do you know how long we spend grinding for a weapon? You're going to sunset it, bring it back, and it's no different? No one's going to like that. Like, I kind of feel like this is like Bush League elementary, like bottom of the barrel. There, How do you not know this? But, but... You know, this is why I think it's helpful to get feedback from the community sometimes before things are in the game. This is one of the reasons maybe they have outlined their vision for year four and sunsetting and their their hope, you know, for, for where the game's going to go. Like, maybe they're doing that now so everybody can throw their tantrums and yell and scream and bunch of people like, okay, and they're just actively taking notes to then say, okay, we need to adjust some things. That's why I've always said the best thing you can do is talk on the forums, talk on Twitter, talk on YouTube. Don't be rude. Don't be mean and unkind and get your feedback in there. And that's how change happens. That's how we get forsaken. That's how we get shadow keep. That's how we're going to get year four with less of a focus on bounties and less FOMO. And, and, you know, hopefully they get rid of infusion and get rid of how dumb leveling is. Like those are all things that we've continued to talk about and argue about and hopefully those improvements continue to come I think that's ultimately the the goal that Bungie has when they tell us things this early I don't necessarily think they're always like well we better tell you this now because you know we're just getting you ready it's gonna suck no I think they want to get people's feedback and that's why when Cosmo was asking for feedback about reissues I was like you seem behind a little bit maybe he hadn't been checking reddit maybe because of working from home they have assigned him other tasks and stuff i don't know but the good news is they have asked for feedback it's only july and we would get either i think clarity between now and september and then they can make adjustments between now and september because they have time you know they have a couple of months that's enough time to make some changes and to make some adjustments on reissues as well as giving us the proper information so 
these Q&As will probably get longer as the week goes on as more people sign up on the Patreon and get in Discord and submit them. This one was ad hoc, so I appreciate everybody submitting questions. We threw this one together so we could kick off Monday with a video and a Q&A. If you want to take part, it's very simple. Patreon.com slash SNTR presents. Subscribe to the $5 one. It'll make you connect your Patreon with Discord. It'll throw you right into Discord after you do that, and then you'll be a, you'll be in there. You'll be in the rooms where you can submit questions. You can talk with the other patrons. Um, and if you do the more expensive ones, you can pick a topic and make me do it within reason. I'm not, not going to talk about things that are you know out of bounds, but pick a topic and you can make me talk about it. You can even co-host a Q and A if you want to if you want to pay the big bucks. But primarily, the Patreon is there to do the five dollars, get in, support the channel and take part in Q&A. I hope to see a ton of people in the Discord who mainly listen on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or you watch it on YouTube. It'd be cool to get more folks in there. And then, as always, we're going to try and figure out what's going on with the Twitch channel. I'll keep you updated. I appreciate you guys so, so much that have been, you know, continuing to support the channel. Uh, and and keep and help me keep things uh, going. And if you're listening to those in all the other locations, as always, uh, check out the patreon.com/sntrpresents. Uh, and as always, please like, share, and subscribe.